When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? So um, what? We've just had a little chat before we started and we realised that we haven't really got anything we want to talk about, haven't we? No. Which could be a problem. Well, we've hit that time of year. The nights are drawing in. Yeah. We're on the verge of lockdown. Part two, Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> of course. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think the vibe tonight is just more like... Whereas usually I think we're, <laughs> I like to think of us as like akin to a... A, a wacky, zany breakfast show full yeah. of energy. I think yeah. tonight it's like we're, do, it's we're the night bit, flies. A uh, little bit more whispering Bob Harris tonight. Let's uh, just smooth things out and slow things down. <laughs> it's the end of the weekend. We've got a, a caller on the line. We've got a caller on the line. He's drunk and he just wants to call us a cunt. Let's let him. Let's let him through. Yeah, like I'm planning my FS. I've been listening since the keynote on this thing. I just want to say, I think you're a lot better cunt. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. That's great. That means a lot to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's your weekend been, mate? Have you consumed? It's been pretty quiet. Have you consumed much football? It's been pretty quiet because I haven't really. I watched the Sunderland match and that was about it. Ah. I had to do, I had to do a, a podcast with Bob yesterday and that takes quite a bit of preparation because ah. I have to like, know what I'm going to say in advance rather than this. Yeah. Yeah. I would just turn up and just talk shit for yeah, half Yeah, you have to work so for that. It's dead stressful. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but this is... I mean, gone. in some ways, that's exactly what we've been trying to move away from in our Just Stress lives. I mean... Stress, what yeah. What we are aiming for, as a couple of men in our 40s, is a life of kind of work that requires minimal effort, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Skyvers. I'm, listen, I, Skyvers. I met my mate, my oldest mate, the other day in the pub for lunch on a Thursday. Because, fuck it, why not, Right. Couple of Heineken zeros and a vegetarian platter on a Thursday afternoon. Well, you're indoors. Well, you're allowed to be indoors. Yeah, yeah, outdoors, yeah, yeah. Right? It's all very socially distanced. In fact, there's a particular pub that we've identified that is mm. optimal because it's large, it's everyone's spaced out, and we sit across a table that is enormous. Right, so yeah. it's almost like 
when you see a lord and a lady in a huge... I, I like those boardroom tables. Yeah, and pubs. it's not yeah. unlike a boardroom table. So we sit quite yeah. far apart. Um, we both talk loudly. And there was no one else in the bar, apart from one barman who hated us uh, with his mask on. <laughs> and it was no problem. And he, he had a few days off work because he's like a freelance and a couple of days had been cancelled unexpectedly. And he was a bit like, yeah used to really wind me up and stress me out things like this but now I'm just like good <laughs> and I said it's the only way you can look at it in a way I mean of course everyone needs work and everyone needs money I'm not underestimating that including us but at the same time sometimes you can't control it so you just have to look at the positives and we were just sat there and I've known him since literally like nursery school and I was like yeah I mean we've done a lot of hard work in our lives now it's good that if we want to, we can just go for like a, a cheeky like pub lunch on a Thursday afternoon and not really worry too much about it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I say to my mate who I play golf with now and again because yeah. he's a taxi driver, so he's self-employed as so well. So does he feel so, a bit guilty if he's taking time off yeah, to do leisure? And I, I, yeah, and I just said, you know what? We fucking earned the right to do this like once yeah. every three weeks or something. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Like three hours away. Exactly. Walking around, walking um, a ball. The amount of fucking time you spend stressing. And, you know, listen, this might sound unbearably like smug or something to other people who just can't find the time or don't have the option to take time. I take that. But the principle still applies. And I'm not saying I live by it successfully, but it's one that I aspire to, which is you've got to sometimes, you've got to, everyone, just sometimes take a bit of time to yourself and make mm. it... Get, all I'm saying is when you do that, and you should try to, might not be every day, might not be every week, but once in a while you need to for your own sanity, right? When you do, try to do it without guilt. Yeah. yeah. I've been through that most of my life. And when I was younger, I mean, I, to be honest, I was even worse, or like at least as bad before I had kids. And back then, you look back now and you think, fucking hell, I didn't even have any responsibilities then. Didn't matter. I just needed to pay my rent, right? And I used to fucking, if I... If I took a moment out of, like, trying to, you know, constantly be working or pitching for work, I would be really tense and uneasy and stressed mm. out and feel yeah. as if I was just, like, wasting time, wasting my life, being lazy, whatever. Then I look back, I think, fuck's sake, I wish I'd given myself a break then when I was younger and I had less responsibilities. Mm. Now I'm older, I've got more responsibilities, but I'm much more able, although not... This is. I'm not saying that I practice entirely what I preach because sometimes I still get anxiety from that kind of time. But I have improved. Yeah. Like last week, I went for a walk because it was half term. You know, well, I went. I drove out to this amazing new place I've discovered. In fact, I can't remember if I mentioned it to you. Right? <laughs> it's quite. It's quite relevant to this podcast just to try and drag it somewhere back remotely to where we're supposed to be. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, neither of us know what where we're supposed to be. Burnham Beaches. What does that mean to you, Andy? Burnham Beaches, is, that's the England training ground, isn't it? Yes, was. it was. It was. Yeah. Back in the days when you used to hear this or read this, Bobby Robson has assembled his England players at their Burnham Beaches training camp, right? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I used to read that all the time. He hasn't been at Burnham Beaches for about 30 years, right? <laughs> uh, but it was. And that's how you knew it because it sounded, you're a kid and you'd read it in the paper. You think, that sounds exciting and mysterious. Are they so training Burnham on a beach is, like Brazil? Burnham, yeah, Burnham Beaches is now your training ground. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's, your a, personal it's training amazing, ground. right? 
Mark, the producer... Has it been handed over to the public? Mark, the producer, called me up. He said, we had to have a chat, a meeting about things. Outdoors? Where it couldn't be seen? We usually do it on the phone. But like characters in a Martin Scorsese film, he decided that we should meet face-to-face, but somewhere where the Mm. feds couldn't uh, monitor us with their long-distance equipment and do lip-reading. Of course, yeah. So he said... Burn and beaches. He said, burn and beaches. And I said, you're fucking mad. Burnham Beaches. What are you talking about, man? Wasn't that demolished in the 80s when Bobby Robson stopped taking his team there to train? Plus, it's a beach. I'm in London. I'm nowhere near a beach. He went, ah. <laughs> I haven't got a bucket or a spit. Yeah. He what went, do you want from me? He went, just me. He sent me a postcard. He went, don't worry. All will be revealed. So I thought, fuck it. I'll drive there. It's about 40 minutes yeah. outside of London. 40 minutes from my house, anyway. So I drive out to his postcode. As I drive, first motorway then A road, then town road, then lane. Mm. Now I'm surrounded only by beautiful red and brown leaves and enormous trees, right, lining every little line. Wow. Of felt like a car commercial. I mean, it was a, it was so scenic. And I'm, at this stage, I'm only half an hour away from London. In the mm. end, I pull up at this car park in the middle of a forest and he's there. And I go, what the fuck is this? And he goes, this, my friend. It's Burnham fucking beaches. You thought it belonged to Bobby Robson and Ron Greenwood, but no, it belongs to all of us, right? This is Burnham beaches. Fucking drink it in. Drink it in, and I can tell you, mate, it is the sort of place that you want to fucking drink in. It is amazing. Talk about a demon reset, right? Fucking hell, Mm. the demons were running and... They were running scared, my demons, right? Scattering. It was it was like kryptonite to my inner demons, right? They could yeah. not handle it. It was beautiful, and particularly the autumnal look. I mean, a forest. Would you agree with me that a forest is at its best in the autumn? I'm not a fan of autumn. It's it's my least favourite season. Is it? Uh, Can you yeah. appreciate the aesthetic? I, there's there's an aesthetic quality to it, but that's it. Because weather-wise, it's kind of like, right, I'm going to be winter for a bit, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of what you thought was summer, but just for a day, and then I'm yeah, back yeah, to winter. Yeah. At least with winter, you know what you're getting. Winter's like, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking winter. It's cold all the fucking time. It's dark. You might get a bit of snow, you might not, but this is fucking it, right? Yeah, Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Autumn's a cunt. The, Spring and summer I love. Uh, of all the cover lines, yeah, I, I discovered a couple of notebooks um, a while back from my time at Heat, which had loads of sketches of covers and cover lines all the way through it over the period of like a couple of years and it was like and sometimes even illustrations of celebrities right that all done nice all done by me awful yeah and once in a while i you know when i discovered it i took some pictures and sent them to our mutual friend the talented novelist dave whitehouse who worked there with me which beggars belief, but I don't know how I tricked him into that one, right? And I said, perhaps he just needed the, the work. Well, I think perhaps that was it. I think it was very exploitative yeah. by me to him. <laughs> you needed um, an ally. I, oh, fucking hundred percent. He was hired as a professional ally, and uh, <laughs> and I sent it to him because there was just all these fucking lines that, out of context, ten years later, make no fucking sense, but are all the better for it. So I can't remember all of them. Like one I just sent him that just said in massive letters in my handwriting on a page with nothing else there in quote marks, Daddy, why did you lie? Right? <laughs> and I said... There is today's episode title. I, I said, I said, any ideas on this? 
<laughs> right? He, I think he said it was something to do with Peter Andre. But anyway, like one of the oh, lines, God. I'll go through this book, right, and tell you some more. It's fucking, some of the stuff in there is fucking hilarious. But one of them, and I do remember this one because it was my favourite one that was obviously never made it anywhere near a cover. But I always believed in chucking in a random one when we were doing a cover line meeting and just testing the water. And to see what's possible. Some, yeah. some yeah. of the news team and, and the picture editors had come to me with a series of pictures as, as winter was upon us of celebrities not looking their best in winter, right? Mm-hmm. Because often a celebrity will go out and they will have a runny nose, a red nose. Um, they'll be from, wearing purely an... Purely from, from a, a cold virus yeah, and nothing else. nothing else. Um they might, I mean, yeah, we're talking about 2010 here, right? So there was nothing, there was no killer virus on this. This was just normal winter, right? Mm. And um, so there was a lot of pictures. They were showing me all these glamorous celebrities that, that she's got a runny nose, she's got a red nose, he's wearing an unflattering woolly hat, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And then, like I said, so what, what is, what is, what is the actual fucking story here, cunts? Right? And I go, yeah. well, yeah. the story is this, boss. Winter is the hardest month for celebrities because it's really hard for them to go out looking glamorous, yeah. right? You have to wear warm clothing that is unglamorous. Like thermals right? on, don't you? So, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Everyone looks like fucking Nora Batty, right? Even Selena Gomez <laughs> goes out looking like fucking Nora Batty. <laughs> it is truly the cruelest of seasons. So Which I find oddly arousing. Yeah. I said, um, you know, so what, what, what is it? What's the story? And they said, well, you know, this is big news in the celebrity world. Celebrities are scared. They're literally scared of winter, right? And I was yeah. like, right, okay. And they said, but what we can do is we can supplement all of these unflattering pictures of celebrities looking shit in the winter with a guide from our style and fashion team about mm. how you can avoid the same pitfalls and keep your glamour on during winter months. Yeah. So I said, okay, now I'm listening. Now you've taken this from simply some pictures of someone with a snotty nose into the realm of pure journalism, right? (laughs) In fact, in fact, guys, you've turned me around to the degree that I'm thinking of making this into a cover line. So I took a pitch, four pictures of four celebrities looking slightly unglamorous outdoors in the winter. And mm. I splashed this cover line. It's winter. Don't shit yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I had it Just mocked up. It out there. Sometimes I'd get in early and the art director would be in early and that would be the time where I'd, ch- I'd chuck in, I'd say, right, mock this up. And go, but boss, fucking mock it up, I said. No one else is around. Do it. See what it it's looks like. It's not going to go to press. Yeah. Just do it. Unless there's an accident. Someone slips and accidentally <laughs> presses the go to press button. And we print 700,000 of the cunts and they're in WH Swiss tomorrow. We all lose our jobs. But what a way to go. What a way to go. What a way to go. It's winter. Don't shit yourself. Editor of Celebrity Weekly Heat has been fired yeah. by yeah. his publishers for printing 700,000 copies of a magazine bearing the title It's Winter, Don't Shit Yourself. The magazine, read mainly by adolescent girls. <laughs> uh, anyway, so It's Winter, Don't Shit Yourself. Course, and now, of course, don't forget, uh, magazines have two different people who've got uh, two different buttons for the go-to-press. 
and they both have to press them. No, no one person. Oh yeah, has control they, they, they introduced that. I think. I mean, some people say that was as a result of some of the covers that I published. Yeah, that people assume was by accident, which I'm happy to go along yeah. with. But the truth is, two I consciously in, in I two consciously different buildings. Um, yeah. The boss of the publisher, the publisher is called Bau Publishing, and mm-hmm. the boss is an, an elderly German man. Um, Mr. Bauer. Mr. Ba- I'm not joking. Herr Bauer. I'm not joking. That's That sounds like one of our jokes, but that genuinely Good. is the, gu- the guy. Good. And they have owned it's the magazine. They've owned the magazine presses in Germany for like fucking years. I mean, he wasn't a German magazine, a British magazine. They bought it. And um, Herr Bauer goes everywhere in his ornate wheelchair with mm-hmm. the codes to the publish now button in a briefcase that is handcuffed to his wrist. Does he look like old Mr. Grace from Are yes. You Being Served? And, and I know what you're thinking, and the answer is yes, there is a sexy nurse who takes him <laughs> and everywhere. Has he got, has he, I was going to say, has he got a sexy nurse with big knuckles? Yeah, he's got a sexy nurse, <laughs> but bends over every day. she's even better than Mr. Grace's on because she's a sexy German nurse. And oh. as you know, in... In German hospitals, the nurses are dressed in tight white lederhosen. Yeah. With a big red cross on the bosom. (laughs) Oh, no, on each bosom. (laughs) Uh, Mock that up. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Getting back to Burnham mm. Beaches, it's okay. incredible. Half an hour, out, 40 minutes out of London, like a huge forest. The, the closest thing I could, there's, a, there's waterfalls, there is lakes, there is streams. There are the toadstools like the ones you see in um, Mario Kart. The proper red ones with white spots. I didn't even think they existed outside of cartoons, do think, mate. Do you, do you think there's something in the atmosphere as a result of all of the, the high excellence mm. that's that's been there in the past? England players, you know, absolute top of their game footballers, and they've breathed out all of this well, pure I, pure carbon dioxide. I don't know. The, I don't know where the specific because I'm looking around going this is great but this looks like the moon planet of Endor out of Return of the mm. Jedi right I'm thinking a fucking Ewok's going to jump out of a spear at any minute right and I was thinking how on earth could the lads have had a proper kickabout here there is n- I didn't see a single patch of flat grass right right. it's just all grown over since they so I started, abandoned it I guess so but then I started thinking hard and the, the only time that I've seen it is funnily enough fairly recently which was when we were doing our deep dive into the Kevin Keegan documentary from 1980 um, yep. there was one sequence 
where they showed Keegan going back from Germany to England and, and yeah. training with England. And it was only a short sequence, but I remember it was funny because Keegan was dominating training, obviously, with the lads, Tony Woodcock, Paul Mariner, Mick Mills and the others, right? Russell Osman. And, they've, and you can hear Crown Prince of Cockneys, Ron Greenwood, who was then manager, <laughs> standing on the touchline with his behind his back going, that's what I'm talking about. Excellent quality. And I remember just <laughs> chuckling to myself at that because I just thought, I wonder how Keegan reacted to being taught by a Cockney. But any, anyway, um, that was He'll beautiful. He'll have just seen it as another challenge. I just see it as another he? challenge, to be honest. Yeah. I said to Gene, I'm not used to dealing with Cockneys, but Mr. Ron... to Germany, though, so, you know, anything's I, possible now. Anything's possible. I mean, I, I couldn't understand the word the Germans were saying when I first got there. Now I'm up buying ham at the deli count and no problem at all. And I, I said to Gene, I said, Mr. Ron, he seems kind enough, and I think soon enough, I, either I'll learn his language, he'll learn mine, or we'll meet somewhere in between. <laughs> and until, until then, I'll just keep bagging the goals in. <laughs> that's a language that's universal, Gene. She laughed at that. <laughs> but I thought, well, that that was a proper pitch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back there this week because I've been there. Right. I've been there again since Mark took me. I went back. That's how this story started. Because last right. Wednesday I just took. I went there and I met because I could only meet my mum outdoors. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said I'll meet at fucking Burnham Beaches. Her, the osteopath Rod McDonald. Yeah, uh, he turned at, up as well today. He turned up. He loved it. He kept commenting on the size of the trees and he was asking interesting questions actually. Like, he's the sort of man who'll stand silently with his hands behind his back observing something very closely. Do you know the type? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, that, he's that sort of character. And then say, excellent quality. Yes, exactly that. That is him all over. And he went, there must be something very special about the soil here. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> Ron Greenwood used to come out. <laughs> and he goes, yes, it's just that these oak trees are particularly tall and narrow. And you'll see at the trunk, they don't fan out like a normal oak tree. Yeah. They go straight up like an American redwood or, or something like that. And I was right. like, oh, I, I say, yeah, very interesting. Anyway, so what happened Thanks was... For that, yeah, uh, it's quite good having you here. You're like Chris Packham, isn't you? Anyway, wind your neck in now, will you, mate, and go buy us up chocolate. <laughs> it was fucking I'm trying to have a moment. I think, I think that there's a hotel near there. But what I did think, going back to what Rod said about the soil and what you mm. said about the excellence that is there, is that maybe, yeah. let's rewind, early 80s, some of those lads, I'm talking about your Brian Robsons, your Terry Butchers, your Peter Shiltons, you real old some- school, right? Proper... Excellent. We're talking there. Maybe there is a hotel that I've yet to discover, but don't worry. I will be going back this week and I will report back. I'll try and squeeze in a trip there before lockdown starts. And I'll come back. And well, you can go when lockdown's on, can't you? Yeah. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, you can go out for a walk, can't you? I don't, yeah. They don't like you driving too far, but I think 40 minutes is all right. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think they know. By, by, the, way, by the way, as well. There's a lot for me. I mean, I'm thinking spin-off deep dive into Burnham Beaches because I've even told you that it is right near, by coincidence, it is right near my favourite motorway services in the whole of the UK. Which is what? Beaconsfield Services. Right. On the A40, or is it M40? Okay. But 
but it's it's amazing. It's got like um, it's got the lot basically, and you name it, this services has got it right. It's got a Greg's, it's got a Nando's, a sitting Nando's. It's even got a Leon if you're that way inclined. But it's Fucking also hell. got like a massive Weatherspoons and a Regis Hotel. Jesus Christ! Right and McDonald's, WH Smiths, all that. A month there, M&S Simply Food. Yeah, you could live there. Anyway. So, uh, so basically, what I'm thinking is, based on what you said, and I'm putting, I'm drawing the dots between what you said about the excellence in the atmosphere and what Rod mm-hmm. said about the soil. And I'm so, thinking yeah. maybe after hours, Ron, Ron Greenwood's pretty old school. He wouldn't have wanted the lad staying up late on the piss in the bar. They probably had a curfew, right? But that's mm-hmm. not going to stop the likes of Robbo and Schiltz from having a few and drinks. Samson. So I reckon they went into the woods. Just like a lot of us did in our teenage years, if you had any woods local to you, you'd go on the piss in the woods, right? So yeah, I reckon they crept out into the woods at night with some cans, right? Um, and just, like, pissed it up in these woods. And maybe they would also literally piss as well. Piss and maybe the well, of course they would. There's that, no, you know, portal who's there, isn't no, there? It's the urine of legends, Every, um, who yeah. knows, perhaps the feces I wouldn't put it past Ray Clements from laying a cable next to an oak tree right and since then the land has become inexplicably fertile like so fertile and there's there's flora and fauna not ever before seen on this island growing yeah. there in Burnham Beaches why? because some fucking England legends have been pissing and Fertilized shitting there it. Mm. yeah that's what it is. I mean, whenever I take my dog through to my dad's house, my mum and dad's house, he's got a particular little patch on the garden where the dog likes to piss. Mm. And that piece of grass now grows a lot quicker than the rest of the grass. Yeah. So yeah. urine has magical powers. Oh, does, that we, yeah. I don't think we've even begun to understand. And that's from your the powers dog. powers of urine, who, yeah. Uh, 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 that's that's from, just that's a your dog. dog's urine. And from, from your description, he's, he's nothing special either. Right, he's he, really not. He is an average, arguably below average dog. He's a fucking idiot. Yeah, I've been I've been on Wimbledon Common today, and I had a marvelous encounter with the dog. It comes out. It was with its owner, and it was playing one of you know those frisbees that aren't solid. They're like rings, but they perform the same duty as a yeah. You know, I don't know what you call them. Usually, dickheads have them, but in this case, it wasn't a dickhead. <laughs> it was a dog, right? And the right. dog. He's fucking runs up to me with it in his mouth, right? And just fucking runs up to me. I'm walking along with my kids and my missus. And he just looks at me as if to say, all right, cunt, fancy chucking this. So I've gone to him. <laughs> Obviously, yes. But don't want to step on your master's toes. His master came up behind me. He was like, nice bloke. And he goes to me, believe me, he would love you to do that, mate. So I went, oh, really? And he goes, yeah. I said, can I? And he went, yeah, save me a job. He would love you to do it. So I've fucking taken this thing, feeling under a bit of pressure because the kids are watching, plus this man who I had down as... Good. I, I had yeah. the dog owner down as an alpha male, right? And the, But the main person I was worried about judging me was, of course, the dog himself, who was a marvellous dog. And he looked at me all eagerly. So I fucking flung it backhand like you're supposed to and it fucking sailed for miles I thought the cunt's never going to get this well I underestimated him because he fucking he knew he just knew the way that this he's obviously been playing with this frisbee for years right fucking pelted over it and he realised that once it reaches peak height it kind of hovers for a while stationary and so he timed it to perfection he fucking ran for miles and then he stopped 
and it sails down and he fucking caught it perfectly. I thought, oh. honestly, mate, I thought I was at Crufts. It was amazing. World's best dog. And then do you know what he did? He turned straight round and ran straight back to me and dropped it at my feet, right? And then yeah. sat down. And I was like, this is like I've got my own dog. And, You've been chosen. And I've trained it for years. So I've looked at the master again. He went, he went, do it again. You're never going to get rid of him now. I was like, good. <laughs> I did this about another three times. He caught it every time. Then my son, who can be slightly nervous around dogs sometimes, he was yeah. like, I want in. So I gave Frisbee yeah. to him. He's fucking chucked it. The dog's done the same to him. We were in dreamland. It made my day. Brilliant. It made my day. But the only bad thing was in the end, I had to fuck off. And I said, look, go back to your master. And he followed me for quite a long time in the Frisbee. And obviously, any, <laughs> of, us, any of us who's had... No, but when you have that happen to you, it usually happens on holiday, doesn't it? A dog or a cat tries yeah. to adopt you. And you have to just go, no, mate, listen, this isn't going to work out. I don't even <laughs> live in this country. Right, I cannot no be your master. You I'll never yeah. get you home. Not now. Not because not after Brexit. Well, what about a pet passport? Tony Blair introduced them. It's for Coleman. Yeah, I know, mate. But that was before fucking Brexit, wasn't it? There's no pet passport for you. Anyway, I'm I'm pretty sure it works the other way around. It means I can take my British pet out here to Greece, but I can't yeah. do it the other way around, mate. Sorry, my hands are tied by bureaucracy. Well, all right, <laughs> just leave me to die in the sun then. <laughs> well, it's Don't a lot forget of... forget me. Yeah, I know you probably will die in the sun because that's the way that these foreigners treat their domestic animals. But, you know, I'm sorry, I mate. I thought that story was going to end with your wallet getting nicked by the fella, but it didn't, well, so that's good. Fucking hell, I better check, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great thieving yeah, technique, yeah. couldn't it? Yeah, I've got this thief dog. Well, the dog's more of a decoy. <laughs> I go up to the stupidest looking cunt in the park <laughs> and I get the dog to go and fucking drop yeah, the frisbee one, in front yeah, of me. One. <laughs> go for him. He looks, like a, he looks like a dopey bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do the thing with the frisbee, I'll have his credit cards off him. <laughs> we'll be living it up in Weatherspoons. Me with a full English and a pint and you with a saucer full of Guinness before he fucking knows what's hit him. Oh, the dream. It's also <laughs> full of Guinness. Um, before we go, can I just um, bring you up to date with Ian Brown's Twitter output? He's just done a tweet oh, yeah. about 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, see if you can unpack this for us, Sam. Here we go. Milky Bar, Cunt, Twat, Wank Sock, Chris mm. Shitty, Patrick oh. Glaxo, Jonathan Van Tampon, Tia Stasi, The British Army. Would you let any of this firm babysit your kids? How's about having them determine every aspect of your life by government decree? There we are, the words of Ian Brown, singer of the Stone Roses. What the fuck? I mean, Ian Brown, he's always been a bit of a knob, hasn't he, really? Uh, oh, God, yeah, massively. Like, and now he's just fucking... I mean, I remember when he got banged up for fucking air rage. He threatened so, to chop an air hostess's hands off, didn't he? Yeah, and then he wrote a song about it when he came out of jail. The opening yeah. line, the opening lyric to which was <laughs> "Jingle jangle, legal wrangle," and <laughs> that is the only time those two phrases have been used as right, uh, other than other than in the lexicon of of Jimmy Savile. <laughs> yeah, Savile would have possibly said it had he lived oh, for the jingle jangle. Jingle jangle, jangle. Ah, posthumous legal wrangle. 
Fucking Ian <laughs> Brown writes lyrics in the style of Jimmy Savile about his air rage incident. Uh, one other thing, I was just chatting with a mate of mine before we did this episode, and she said uh, she'd been talking to her son about this afternoon's football, mm. uh, and she says she forgot the name of the Premier League. <laughs> Excellent. And, it, and referred to it instead as the famous football list. <laughs> oh, please, let's only henceforth let's, refer let's to it, it as re-named. that. Yeah. And at the end of the season, we will do a league table, the final league table, printed on a T-shirt, but with famous football, the, the famous football list, famous football 2020 list. Yeah. slash 21 written at the top of it. <laughs> That's what it is. It's now been rebranded. Welcome uh, to I'm... another top weekend of famous football list football. Here on Match Sky of Sports. The list. Top of the list. <laughs> the famous, famous football, football is sponsored by Barclays. <laughs> Prediction League. One yeah. update on that. Yeah. Not good for you. Just the one point this weekend. Uh, I got five points. Wow. Um. I predicted, where's the correct one? I got Wolves 2, Palace 0. I got that correct. You said 2-1 to Wolves for that one. And um, Results Bot got 2. So you're on 26, I'm on 22. Results Bot's on 18. Oh, you're closing it's the gap. All, it's, it's all quite close. What did, quite how did Sunderland get on? We won 2-0. We won 2-0 at Gillingham. Oh, well it done. It was dog shit for about the first 65 minutes and then they missed a penalty and then got a man sent off two minutes later, and I just turned the game. That was it, game over, lads. Strode to victory, yeah. Mm. West Ham lost at Liverpool. Yeah, Very yeah, cool. but we played quite well. I, I felt a bit unlucky, to be honest. It was a good game, and um, all right. You take they, on the future. Yeah, you, you can you can take two one away yeah, to the champions, can. but you know it left a small bit of taste in the mouth. But you know you just got to brush oh, yourself well. down and move on onwards. Yeah, on with like this podcast. This exactly. one we didn't think we'd have anything to talk about. Never, never remember this. Thirty if, minutes. If you go on the sometimes excellent I'm Filing Society um, sort of fan group for this podcast on Facebook, uh, people sometimes nominate like what their favourite episodes are or favourite bits are, and right. and sometimes I might have a browse of that. And what's funny is I about ninety percent of it makes no fucking sense to me. Like no I, recollection at all. I have no fucking recollection. Sometimes I think, oh that sounds quite good. I'll listen back to that. Mm. Um so yeah, this really what I'm trying to say is ladies and gents, you are really listening to entirely disposable output here. <laughs> <laughs> Chewing gum for the ears. Anyway nothing more. see you all at Beaconsfield Services at for a vegan sausage roll and then straight down Burnham Beaches to reset the old Before demons. The uh, in trees grown by the urine of Kenny Sanson. Get in. So you're there with Jonathan Van Tamp on. Take the FN dickhead. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.